The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Daftun Gimel. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Victor Gindi, Hashem Yishmeru Vehayehu, for continued Hatzlacha in all his uh, endeavors, continued success, Biriut, health, happiness, and all good things. Amen. Today's daf is being studied by Nishmat. Abraham ben Esther, Ruach Hashetri Hanu began Eden Amen. Fuashilema Yosef ben Sarav, Rahamim ben Adel, Vesarab bat Rachel. Enna refer lehem betoch she'ar chodamu Yisrael. Amen. Rezav was being studied with Fuashilema Sofia Hayab bat Frida. Ruach Hashetri Hanu began Eden Amen. We begin today's daf on Nun Bet Amud Bet, and we are three lines from the bottom, starting from Rapapa. Rapapa i'asek le lebre be'aba sura'a. So Rapapa was marrying off his son to the family of Abba sura'a. Azil mikhtav la ketubata. So he went to Abba sura'a's house so that Abba sura'a can write the ketubah, which means that he's going to maybe give a dowry or a nidunya, like the custom was that the father of the bride would give a nidunya. So he was going to the house to settle that. Shama Yehuda bar Moremar. So Yehuda bar Moremar heard about this. Nafak ata ethazele kimate lefitcha. So the Gemara says he. Saw uh, Papa and he escorted him until he got to the door of Abbasura. Hava kimatul When he got to the door, Hava kamiftar minne. So he told him, "Okay, listen, I'm going back." So he only escorted uh, Papa to the door of Abbasura. Amale niul mor bahadai. He told, "Why don't you come in with me? Why don't you enter with me?" Hazia delo abani hale. So Rapapa saw that Yehuda Bar Moremor wasn't comfortable of going in. Amale Maidatik. What's what's your reasoning? Mishum the Amal Shimuel Rabbi Yehuda is it because of the conversation that Shimuel told Rabbi Yehuda Shinina, young sharp one. Lo teve ba'avure ahasanta afilu mebara bisha lebarataba. Which means, do not be present as a witness when a father is going to uh, um, pass on his inheritance from one son to another son. <coughs> Which means, normally all the children inherit equally, let's say. Forget about the firstborn. And sometimes a father might be angry at one son over another son. And there's legal ways for him to give his uh, good son or bad son, whichever one he wants to prefer, more inheritance from when he's alive. He can tell us, I'm giving it to you as a gift from when you're alive, so therefore the other son's going to only inherit less. So he tells him, don't be present 
at such a situation because even though it's legal, it's not proper. The Torah wants everybody to have the same inheritance. This guy's going along now and you know giving one child more than the other, and the Gemara says, "Afilu Even if it's a case where he's taken from the bad son and he's given to the good son, don't be present at such a uh, such a situation. Why? You don't know who's going to come out of uh, the, the bad son. Well, so therefore, you just because the kid's bad today, you don't know his descendants. Maybe they're going to be tzaddikim. Uh, All the more so, don't be present in a situation where you're giving the... You take it from the boy, and you give it to the daughters. Which means, in this case, also it's a uh, situation of Yerusha, because as we learned earlier, that when the father gives over the Nidunya, so that Nidunya, in the event that the, uh, the, the wife passes away, so the husband inherits the Nidunya, and then when he dies, it's split evenly amongst her children. So therefore it's a different type of uh, Yerusha. So maybe you don't want to be there because you're following the rule that Rabbi Yudat told Shemuel, you know, whenever they're, in, they're changing the laws of inheritance, don't be involved, don't stand there and be a witness to such a, uh, to such a situation. Like in this case, when we say we're giving to the son, to the daughter, it's possible to give to the daughter in this case. For example, we had a case where let's say, you only, no, no, we said no, when there's only daughters... We, 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 didn't, we didn't say the law. But the point is, it's as if you're giving from a son to a daughter. Because you, you, just like a son to a daughter is a different is, is against the laws of Yerusha, so here he was saying, maybe you're concerned that it's like giving a son to a daughter, because you, you, you're not dividing the, um, the um, Nidunya equally. So Yomara says, you shouldn't be worried about that. But, what do you want? The rabbis made this takanat. It's not that the, that the father is doing something uh, illegal. This is considered tanakitubah. So as we learned that the Bishwa in Yahai said that there's a Tnaiketubah that a father that we call this the law of Benin Dikrin. And the Benin Dikrin law says that the children get the uh, narrative. So again he's telling um what are you being hesitant from coming into the house with me? If it's because you're worried about to be a witness to this uh, quasi-inheritance uh, situation, it's not quasi, it's a Tzalachat, it's a Tnaiketubah. So comes the Gibran says... Actually, if you remember, they quoted Pesukim in Yirmiyah that you have to marry off your daughters. And the Gemara said, how is it possible to marry off your daughters? And the Gemara said, by giving a big uh, dowry, right? And uh, that's the way you, you uh, marry off your daughters. So the dowry already was considered a, you know, a, a, a done from, from many years. And in order to give him an incentive to give the dowry, you have to make sure that it's going to stay in the family. So therefore, it's not a quasi thing. You can, you can, you can attend. Amaleh. So Yudabah Manimor says, you're right. The fact that he's giving a dowry, that's only when he gives it willingly. Do you think it's permissible to force him? So the Gemara says, Did I tell you to come into the house and force him to give a, a bigger dowry for my daughter? I just might come in and don't force him. Just, just be, uh, be present. My mere fact that I'm entering the house, that's going to force him. Because he's going to be under pressure. Abbas Surah, when he sees big rabbi, more and more, standing there, 
He's, not, he's going to want to do the right thing. And therefore, he's going to give a big nidunya, not because he wants to give the nidunya, he's going to give it because he wants to, you know, impress the rabbi. So therefore, I, I don't want to be, the, you know, the cause of forcing him to do something uh, against his will. So the governor says, At the end of the day, the papa forced him, he pushed him to, to come, into the, uh, come into the house with him. Okay. But very much, she says, verbally, he, uh, you know, he, Coaxed him into coming into the house, persuaded him. Ishtik, v'yativ. So, when the process was taking place, well, that means when uh, Abbas Ura'ah was writing the Ketubah, giving the Nidunya, so uh, Yudah Bar Marimur sat quietly. Savar, so he thought, and we read that word Abbas, Iyu, Mirtach, Ratach. So, Abbas Ura'ah misunderstood his silence. He thought he was angry. He thought maybe he didn't write enough Nidunya. So therefore, what did he do? Katve lechol mai dahavele. So he wrote over all his assets for the nidunya. Lesof amar le. So at the end, Abbas Surah tells Yudah bar Maremor, Hashtanameh lo mishta'emor. Well, you're still not talking? Which means I, I gave you, I gave the whole nidunya, I gave all my assets over you. So you're still, uh, you're still upset? So uh, he says to uh, he says to him, Hayed demor. I swear. I didn't keep anything for myself, which was I gave everything to her. It's nothing, nothing left. <laughs> so he tells him back. This is now Yehuda Bar Maremor telling Abbas Didi. If it was uh, from, from from my standpoint. From my standpoint, even what you wrote was not uh, was not good. Which means you wrote too much. And I tell you to give all this uh, money over here. If you would have asked me, that's the point. If you would have asked me, I w- wouldn't have told you to write such a big nedunya. Uh, so now he told me, okay, let me. Can I retract? I was only doing it to impress you. I thought you were angry. Now you tell me you, you wouldn't even give such a nedunya. So can I retract? To make you a person that returns on his word, I don't want to make you. Which means uh, you, you gave your word already. Now you, 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 no, you can't. Uh, you can't retract. Maybe legally he was able to retract because nothing happened yet. It was a ketubah. There was no irusin, no nisuin yet. It was just writing the ketubah. So therefore, nothing was uh, was finalized. But still, he told me he doesn't want him to. To retract from his uh, words. That's the story over there of the Gemara. That's Tosfot says on top of here. They did not make Kiddushin yesterday, but it was really no Talachic problem from uh, him uh, retracting. Okay, comes the Gemara now and has a question. Rav Yemar Saba Merav Nachman Makhla Ketubata Leba'ala Which means, let's say a lady sells her Ketubah to her husband. Now, the question over here is what? Yesh la Ketubat Benin Dekhrin O'en la Ketubat Benin Dekhrin does she still maintain the rights of the Tanai Ketubah of Benin Dekhrin? Meaning, if she dies, and then the husband obviously has the Ketubah, well he has it anyway because she sold it to him, 
Now does the children still get the nidunya? That's the she'ila. When you sell the ketubah, what do you mean you're selling a ketubah to your husband? Which means you're giving him the rights to the ketubah in the event that if she dies, or uh, if he dies, or uh, let's say gets divorced, it's his ketubah. Which means he doesn't have to pay the ketubah. She's selling him the the rights to the ketubah that he doesn't have to make the payout. So the question is how far does it go? Does that go even to the extent that she gives up the rights of Benin de Khrin or not? And the Gemara is going to, uh, to analyze it. Let's read Rashi first. Rashi says, Do we say, Since she sold the ketubah to her husband, So the Yerusha that her father gave over to the Nidunya, that already it's uh, broke. She sold it. Which means, listen, now already she's giving everything to the, to the husband. It's not coming from the father anymore. Normally we say what? The, the, the dunya is the father's item that he's giving over. So at the time when she dies, so the father is giving it, so to speak, it's coming from the father to the, to the husband. So that type of item is being yoresh to, 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 to the children, to, to, to the children of the ketubah, of the, of the, of the mother. In this case over here, it's given to the husband already. Everything was given to the husband. Now it's already his, uh, it's his uh, ketubah. So therefore, it's his nidunya. And therefore, it's a regular assets. And therefore, when he dies, all the children should, uh, the, should give it, to divide it equally. So that's, uh, that's the she'ira. Okay, so that's the question, the way they understand it. So Yomara says, Amar leh, tells them back, Rava. Why don't you ask the uh, question in a similar case where not the husband uh, bought the ketubah or the lady sold the ketubah, but give a case where the lady was mochel the ketubah, where she was mochel the ketubah to the uh, husband. Do you say that there is benin dechrin or not? Now, why would you pick that case? So the mefashim that's a more common case. Where a lady is more held the ketubah, then she is uh, selling the ketubah. That she says, Which means that's a more prevalent case where a lady is more held the ketubah. Which means maybe you'll, you'll argue and say, well, in this case over here, it's more of a reason to say there is benin dikhrin. Why? Because she didn't get anything for it. But still, which means don't make a chiluk between selling and being mochel. Because you could argue in terms of mochel, for sure there's been in the clean. Because she really didn't get anything for it. So therefore, it's not like she benefited from the selling of the ketubah. She was just worse. So therefore, we're not going to punish her, so to speak, to take away the bin in the clean. So he goes, no, it doesn't work with the mechanics. Bottom line, you will mochel the uh, ketubah to the... Uh, to the uh, to the husband, so therefore the irusha of ben indichrin was uh, was was uprooted because now it's not coming from the father anymore. It's, she was more to the husband, so it's his asset totally, and therefore it could be uh, there's no difference between mechila and mechila. So the Gemara comes on and says, Amar le. So this is Rav Yema is telling uh, Rava. Rav Yema was the Saba was the first rabbi that was uh, the talking. So Rav Yema Saba tells uh, Rava. 
Hashta mocheret kame bayel. He's old. I'm asking my question by selling the ketubah rights to the husband. Da'afalgav di'ikalememar zuzeh ansuha. Because even though you could argue and say she was selling it out of duress because she needed the money. Da'amina keman dekamahula me'a'ukhle bi'ukhla. And I could say it's as if she sold it because hundred she was getting a hundred uh, uh, lashes or bangs, almost banging on her head a hundred times to sell it, which means she was selling it under the rest, under force because she needs the uh, money. Me'a'ukhle bi'ukhla. That's, uh, you know, a hundred whips with a ritzua'a. That in the, 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 like, a, like a, a belt or a type of whip that has in the front of it like metal, and when you hit it, it hurts. So he's saying she's selling it because she's getting beaten up a hundred times with uh, whips, and still what? And still he has a question that what? Maybe still she loses bidding the clean, which means in the case where she's selling it, where she needs the money, it's under the rest, and still it's not so pashut to me. I don't know, because they you can argue and say, well, she's selling it under the rest. Maybe she shouldn't lose the uh, shouldn't, shouldn't lose the rights of Benedict. And still, what? I'm not I'm not sure that even though it's, I could say she needs the money, and still I have a question that maybe the Benedict is lost. Okay, do I have to tell you that I still have the same sefik when it comes to Muhalit, uh, which is when it comes to the case of Mehila, uh, where there's no. Duress. So certainly there could be a, a question. I'm asking even in Mokhiret. That's what Rabbi Yemassimah was coming along to say. You're coming to say, hey, what's your by Mokhiret? Of course I'm asking by Mokhiret. I'm even asking by a, a bigger Hadush case. I'm asking the case where you could argue and say, listen, she sold it out of the rest, and therefore maybe we shouldn't take away the bin in the clean, and still I'm, maybe we take it away. And you're asking me to ask on the Mokhiret? Certainly I'm asking on the Mokhiret again. Look at Rashi. Hashta mocheret. Danusai. Right? She could be selling it under the rest. Salka adata de pekazikuta. And still I have a habit that maybe what? Hazikriot of binindikin go away. Umibayali. Koshekim mochele de lo anusa. Hulub also the case of Mohele, which is not under the rest. Look at that. She mahule mea ukrebi ukla. Makin ota mea makut brutsuashi brusha barzel. Right? The beginning and the head of this uh, whip is like a uh, metal. Iron, kimin meshkelot ketanash shma uchla, like a little weight at the head of the uh, of the whip. They call it an uchla. Okay, so comes Gavran continues. More on this case. Amar Rava, peshitali, to me the following halacha: mocheret ketubata leacherim. Yes, okay, Let's go slow. What's the case of selling a ketubah to others? So that she says, ketubat She's selling it to others. meaning rights. What's the rights? She'im nitarmela lekuchot, which means she's saying this in the event that I'll get a payout on the ketubah. How does she get a payout? He dies, the husband, or the husband divorces. So therefore, she's selling the ketubah, it, meaning she's selling the option. It's, 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 we don't know, it's a safek. There might never be a payout on this uh, ketubah. Right? 
But I'm giving you the option that in the event that this ketubah is viable, that you can take payment, uh, uh, give, me a, give me a premium now for that. And then you have a ketubah, and we might get uh, paid. I mean, she, she will take some money now on the chance that maybe this ketubah will have a uh, value. Now, she's vi'im meta. Now, if um, she uh, dies, yirashena ba'la, umeta v'yirsha ba'la. Now, what happened? The option is, but if she dies, the husband, uh, the husband gets it. Goes to the husband. There's no payout on a uh, ketubah when uh, the, the lady dies first, and that's what happened. She died. First. She died first. So the ketubah went back to the husband. So now the question is: Is there benin dechrin or not? So he comes along and says, "Yes, the banea ketubat benin dechrin." Continue Rashi. Deha ki lo yarit la baal, which means even if she didn't sell it. If the sale doesn't go either way over here. Bottom line, the husband is Yoresh, the Ketubah, the Tikkun Rabbanan. And the rabbis established a Takana that when the husband inherits the Ketubah, he must make sure that the Nidunya part of it goes dafka to the children of the, uh, of the Ketubah, of that, of that, of that, of that lady. Hashtanameh. So too, Legabe Baal. In this case of which she sold the ketubah, her zikhut was not because she didn't sell that right. All she sold to the other guy was what? Option to get paid. But she didn't sell the option in the case that she dies, that he's going to get anything. That she didn't sell. Therefore, it's just a regular case. She dies, goes back to the husband, and the tray ketubah kicks in, and the benin de are, uh, are divided. Now, the imi shum dehu kal be'ane ale mochra, ulav sidet banea imit an milavnet garisha. Baby, you'll argue, hey, listen. You see the lady's attitude on this ketubah. She, she has a, um, a, uh, uh, a cheap attitude towards the ketubah, so to speak. Why? She lost her children from the ikar ketubah, which means, listen, if uh, she wouldn't have sold the ketubah, she would have got paid. And then what? If she gets paid and she dies, that money would have went over to her children. You see this lady over here, she don't care too much about her children getting a ketubah payment over there. So therefore, maybe you can argue and say, that way, you don't care about this ketubah so much to give the ikar ketubah to your children, so you know what? We're not going to give you the yibini the clean. So she says, no, we're not going to say that. Zuzeh <laughs> ansua. You can answer up for that, listen, she needed the money. And ever since she needed the money, that's why she sold the ketubah. So you're not going to knas her and say you're going to lose benin dikhrin because you sold it and you don't care about the ketubah. She needed the money. So therefore, benin dikhrin is still intact. So the Gibra says, My ta'ma, talking now, uh, Rabbah, what's the, uh, what's the reason? Which is, why is it that the children are not mafsid the zikhut of uh, benin dikhrin? So the Gemara says, meaning, the question, the way Rashi is understanding it is, why don't you say that since you see her attitude towards the Ketubah of selling it, and she don't care about the Ketubah too much, just like she don't care about the Ikar Ketubah to give it to her children, so therefore maybe we should take away the uh, Benin Niklin. So the Gemara says, no, Zuzeh and Suha, like Rashi answered for us. She needed the money. Therefore, since she needed the money, you don't say that uh, we're going to take away the uh, Benin Niklin uh, assets, right? Oh, so now we go give it a second law. So the first law of Rava, let's get the clarity. The first law of Rava is Mukheret Kitubata the Aherim Yeshla Kitubat Benin Dikrid. Which again would mean you're right, if the husband divorces, that guy already now has a 
uh, a document called the Ketubat at his, uh, you know, at his advantage to get paid. But in the event that she dies, then that money the Ketubah goes right to the husband, like the regular of Yerusha. And then when the husband dies, he splits it up amongst the children. But the children of the uh, mother of this Ketubah get, uh, you know, the portion of the, the dunya. So she, they do not lose that rights of Berin Dikhrim. Now Rabbah's second law. Mohelet Ketubata Leba'ala. Let's say she's Mohelet Ketubata husband. She just says, you know what? Pass. Keep it. She waves her rights. In la ketubat benin dechrin. She loses her benin dechrin according to Rava. Why? My tama achule achelta. She was mohel, and that she's language is venakel beaynea lebsid bane mechtuvat hinam. You see this lady over here? She don't care too much about ketubah, which means why are you being mohel? It's not like you needed money. Not like you were trying, you were under duress. He, she, he, she just told us, you know what? A patient got to pay the ketubah. So obviously you don't care too much about your children. Because you, you were more headed for no reason. Mm-hmm. And therefore, just like you didn't care that your children should get the regular ketubah, so that tonight ketubah also, we're going to take it away from, uh, from the children. So therefore, Rava makes a chinook between mocheret la'achirim or uh, being mocheret. Okay, that's the, uh, that's the two sides. Now comes the Gemara and says, Bye Rava. Rabbi has a third case, but in this case he has a question. It's Pashutim Mukherit Laharim. It's Pashutim Muhelit. Now the question. Ba'irava Mukherit Kitubata Libala. She sells the rights to the Kitubah, it's the Tubatana'a, to the husband. Which means again, it's, it's, what are the rights here? In the event that there's a divorce. So if you're off the hook, which means you, you own the uh, ketubah. Okay, now, in the event that uh, she dies uh, first, so therefore there's nothing, uh, nothing to talk to. The, the husband is just shuresh the ketubah like, uh, like in every other case. So the question is like this. How do you look at selling the ketubah to the husband? Or selling the rights to the ketubah to the husband? What are the two sides? Look at that sheet. Mokheret l'ba'la. ba'alma. Devar mu'at. If she dies, Yosha. Then already the husband's Yosha anyway. What she's selling over here is if he dies, that what? She will not get, she doesn't get paid. But the money stays by the, uh, by the husband. Now in this case over here, speak it out. He didn't die, she died. Correct? And if it came to the case of Yerusha, he was Yoresh, so if we could compare it to Mukherit Laharim. Let's speak it out again. When, I'm, when, when, when a, a lady is selling a ketubah to the husband, what does he mean selling the ketubah to the husband? She's selling the rights. In the event that this ketubah has a payout, you don't got to pay me out. What's the two cases where there's a payout? Either the husband dies, or the husband gets, gives a divorce. You're, you're off the hook. Good. But that doesn't say that if she dies first, she dies first, everything, is, everything stays in order. She dies first, who gets the Yerusha of the Ketubah? The husband. Because he's Yoresh, the Ikar Ketubah, he's Yoresh, the Dunya part of it. And therefore, it's like Mokheret Laharim. And if I can say what? Since she sold it out of the uh, rest, I could argue, and, you know, she needed the money, whatever it is, she needed the, 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 the Hana'a, I could argue and say that the Ketubah payment will still be benin dikhrin to, uh, to the children. That's one way of saying it. That's what the Gemara says, It's considered selling it to Ahirim. 
Oh, or maybe I could argue Or maybe that's like a case of Mohelet But she's just saying, eh, pass Now why would it be considered like uh, Mohelet? Rashi which means it could be uh, the fact that she um, sold the ketubata husband that already is a sign of zilzul. Now, why why should it be why should it be different like other people? Yeah, because you, 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 the, the husband has the ketubah in his hand, which means he's obligated uh, to pay. He has to pay. So from her coming along and uh, giving him those rights, could be it's a bigger zilzul than if she sold it to somebody else. Which if she sold it to somebody else, so the husband has to pay uh, the other guy. Which means when you sell it to the harim, the ketubah is still, still being functional. It's not being functional. Okay, she needed the money. But to come along now and tell the husband, listen, that ketubah you have, don't worry about it. It's never going to be paid out, by the way. I'm giving you the rights. You don't have to pay it to me, not to anybody else as well. So could be that's worse. Could be that's considered a bigger zilzul. And therefore, she's like conclusively nullifying the, uh, the ketubah. The gabi'ah, I mean, not nullifying the ketubah. You just... Ketubah payment is going to go somewhere else. Here you just, it's, it's between her and the husband. You, you, you know, listen, in the case of there's a divorce or you die, keep the ketubah. So could be that's considered such a zilzul that we're going to say it's no, uh, no payment. So therefore, let's review Rabah's three cases. Selling ta'achirin, yesh benin dikhrin. Mohelet, the ketubah, in benin dikhrin. Those are the two extreme cases. Middle case where we're misupak, selling it to the husband. Selling it to the husband, do you consider it like selling it to somebody else? Therefore, the Benin still stays intact. Or do you look at that like Mohelet? Because it's really a Zilzul, you don't care about the Ketubah anyway. You're just uh, selling it to the husband. You're just taking you know, take out any payment uh, rights to it. So maybe it's considered like, therefore there is no Benin Dekhrin. So that was Abba's question, and he answered it. Batar de Baya Adar Pashta. After he asked it, he solved it. Mocheret ketubah lebaala kemocheret aherim dame. Selling is selling. You sell it to somebody else, or you sell it to the husband. The rights, the kid benin dechrin stays intact. Okay, that doesn't uh, doesn't change. Comes the Gemara and says, <coughs> now let's just. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll go a little further, then we'll make a uh, review. There's a nice review just to get the uh, shitot over here of. The different opinions. Let's go further for a second. Mativ, Rav Idi, Bar Avin. If you remember, we learned the Masechet Yevamot. <coughs> Famous case, a lady that her husband went to Medina Tayyam, went overseas. Right? One witness comes along and says, Met Ba'alech, your husband dies. So, based on that one witness, the Gemara said she's allowed to go and get married to uh, somebody else. Right? Uh, but the law was, let's say now the guy surfaces. Uh, so now already we said, right? She cannot stay married, not to the, to, to the second husband. She cannot uh, go back to the first husband. And we said, She has no rights to ketubah, not to the first husband and not to the, uh, to, to the second husband. Now, comes the Gabbana and says, Which means, let's say the lady 
died. In the interim over here. Which means the husband uh, surfaced back, and now the uh, lady died. And your sheen shall zeh, and your sheen shall your sheen ketubata. Which sounds like there's no benim dikhrin. Which means her relatives now, her children, are not going to be yoresh, her ketubah. So the Gemara says, what are you talking about? and ba, we analyze ketubata may avita. What are you talking about? I thought we just said there's no ketubah. So they're not going to be your ketubah. We said that when a lady goes and gets married, based on one witness, and then she's found out to be wrong, that she was, she, she, the reason why we take, we punish her, if you remember the Lashon of the Gemara was, because a lady normally, when she uh, has one witness, she should be daika uminsiba. Daika uminsiba, she should investigate, she should analyze, because she knows only one witness. So normally a lady would be daika uminsiba. And if the fact of it that she got married, and the guy resurfaced, she was not daika uminsiba. She was not precise, and she got married anyway, so then we punish her. So the Gibraltar says, well, how do you punish her? Knas. What's the knas? No ketubah. Not from the first guy, not from the second guy. So then was the son of the Mishnah? And you should know, her children... Also, do not inherit ketubah. So the Gemara asks, what do you mean ketubah? So he said, there's no ketubah to inherit. What do you mean they don't inherit ketubah? So the Gemara says, v'amara papa. So the papa explained what does ketubah mean. Ketubah benin dechrin. It's talking about the benin dechrin. Which means, if let's say this lady died in the lifetime of these two husbands. Okay? Now what happens? They automatically get the ketubah to them, because they yoresh the ketubah, and all the tenais of the ketubah, and the hadush is if they would die subsequently, that what? The children are not going to be yoresh, the extra part of bidin dikhrim. That's the point. Which is for sure, we know, the ikar ketubah, we know the children don't get ketubah. There's no, there's no ketubah, of course, there's no ketubah, so you be yoresh, we, we punish her, there's no ketubah. And the hadush is that even the benin dikhrim, we're taking away. So comes the Gemara now, and asks, ve'amai, why are you saying that? Why don't you say Yetzir Ansa? Why don't you say that she's considered Anusa? Why don't you say it's considered like under duress? Which means just like you told me when a lady sells the ketubah. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's say she sells it to somebody yeah. else. So we said, listen, she had no choice, she needed the money. Therefore, you don't lose the, uh, the, the, the benin dikhrin. Mm-hmm. So, okay, say, listen, her husband went to Medina Tayyam. She wants to get married. She wants to get married in the worst way. One witness came along and said, met ba'lik. So, therefore, you're right, she wasn't daika umin siba. We agree. But what? She was like an honest. She, she wanted to get married so much. So, they were just like, whenever you can tolerate that there was an honest over here, that there was a duress factor, and you say they don't lose benin dikhrin, so why don't you say the same thing uh, over here? We should say the, uh, the honest fact. Look at Rashi, first wide line. The Amai, first wide line. Kevad de Amlinan, ki anisa lo mifseda ketubat benin dikhrin, since already gave me a cloud, that when there's honest, you don't lose benin dikhrin. Nema yeser ansa, shaitam mitavele baal, she wanted to get married. So comes again and says, no. Hatam kansau de kansuarabana. Over there, in the Yibamot that we discussed, that's a different dynamic. That's the knas of the rabbis. Why? That's she. Mishum de lo daika shapir shemet bala mekabetet insof. 
That's a different point. Which means, you know, under, under, under normal circumstance, where she didn't do anything wrong, she's just under duress that she sold the ketubah, we're not going to take away b'rin dikhrin. But in this case over here, we have a different problem over here. You got married on pi ed-ehad, you got married on pi one witness over here, you shouldn't have done that. You want to take on mitzvah. So therefore it is a kanas. Okay, so now let's just uh, review quickly, make a sikum of this, this shitot over here. We have a lot of shitot in this uh, subject. Now, we started this over here. The main question is cases where potentially the benin dechrin can be uh, knocked out, not not paid. So the Yemasaba he had a question on the case of machra ketubata or mahla ketubata. Uh, to the uh, husband, he had a, a sefik and he didn't answer his question. Which means he did not answer his sefik if you if the benin dechrin is lost or not. Now Rava, it was pashut to him that what that in the case where she was mohel pashut she loses uh, they lose benin dechrin. His quite and, and was pashut to him also machra laacherin. Rava's sefik was machra. To the Baal, and then after he had the Safik, he was poshet the Safik, and he said that Makhra le Baal is like Makhra la Hirim, and the Benin Dikrin is still uh, intact. Okay, that was the opinion of uh, Rava. Okay. Okay, and we, uh, the logic was that whenever you're selling the Ketubah, there's an honest factor. So whenever you can attribute an honest factor to the uh, case, she so yeah, sold under duress, so therefore you're not going to punish her to take the bedin dechrin. Masheikin in the case of honest of getting married al pi edehad, then already you say, hey, listen, that uh, it's your fault. You should have been daika umin seba. Yativ ravin bar chanina kamed rav hezda v'yativ kamar meshemed rabbi el azar mochelet ketubata lebala. En la mezonot. Okay, new point. We learned that one of the Tanai Ketubahs are that in the event that the uh, husband dies, so now she becomes an almana, so now the estate has to give her mezonot. Has to uh, support her until she gets married, let's say, to somebody else. Now let's say this lady over here, when she was still alive, she was more hail the ketubah to her uh, husband. Okay? So the question is, when she's more hail the ketubah, I mean, after payment to the ketubah, is she more hail also the tenai ketubah? Right. Is she more hail the conditions of the ketubah? And if she's more hail the conditions of the ketubah, therefore there's no mezrot, uh, she doesn't get uh, supported. That, that's the question. That Rashi. Rashi says, En la mezonot. It's not a question, he's just saying it. Enda mezonot. Second line nashi. Be'al minuta. Ditnai ketubah kechtubah. Ditnai ketubah is like the ketubah, meaning once she's mohel the ketubah, she's mohel the tnai ketubah as well, and therefore, no uh, no mezonot. So comes the Gabran and says, no. Amar leh, ilav de ka'amar tli mishemed de gabra rabah. Which means, you quoted the Salakha in the name of Rabbi Al-Azhar. If you didn't quote this uh, in the name of a uh, Gavrarabah, Hava Amin Alach, I would have said, <laughs> not so, based on a Pasuk of Mishleh, Meshiv Ra'ah Which means, a guy that pays back a good with a bed, God forbid the Pasuk says, bed will not leave his house. Which means, the lady over did you a favor. The lady was more the ketubah to you. Maybe. And now why? You're not going to give her mizorot? 
which is misim. If you didn't quote me this halakah, the name of Rabbil Azar, I would say it's not fair. Right. Which means she did a good to you. The husband now you're getting off the hook. She says, "Listen, you're not going to pay me the ketubah. Now you're going to punish her now and not give her mizunot when she becomes an almana." I mean, I would have argued if you didn't quote me from the Bil Azar. Logic dictates that uh, she should still get mizunot because uh, the pasuk in the Mishnah. You don't punish somebody for doing uh, doing a tuba. Comes the Gemara now and discusses the law of uh, burial, which means we learned in the Mishnah that one of the uh, Tanai Ketubahs was that the husband is obligated to pay for the uh, burial, for the uh, for the for, for the for, for the <coughs> And the reason that we said the logic of the Mishnah was kivura tahat ketubata. What does Ta'at Ketubata mean? Because uh, he obligates himself because he's getting a benefit. Which is when she dies, she's getting, he, he's Yoreshti Ketubah. So from that benefit that he's Yoreshti Ketubah, and all, all the assets in it, so therefore he obligates himself as a tonight to, uh, to, 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 to bury. Yativ Rav Nahman, the Ulav Rabbi Mibar, Rapapa, Yativ Rav Hiyabar Ame Gabayu. Atahu Gabra Dishkiva Arusato. Person came in front of the rabbis. He was a arus. He was engaged, and the arusa died. So now he wants to know: Is he obligated to pay for the burial? Burial. <laughs> they told him zil kevar. Listen, you have your options: either go and uh, bury her, or have la ketubata, or go pay uh, ketuba. Now let's read the Rashi, second wide line. The language of the Mishnah was So at this point At this point the understanding is either or Which means either pay for the funeral Or pay the Ketubah They're not understanding at this point That it's because of rights and uh, inheritance and all that. Listen, it's, it's, it's either this or that. So either pay her the 200 zoos or the 100, whatever she is, or uh, pay for the uh, funeral. That, that, that's, that's what they were telling you. Either kevar or pay uh, pay ketubah. So comes again, Ahmad Uref Hayyah, comes along and says, Tanina. So what are you talking about over here? She's Arusa. The Gebarah is going to prove now methodically that an Arusa does not have a ketubah. And if she doesn't have a ketubah, then you're not obligated to do a kibura. Now, how are they going to prove this methodically? So, the, the following brighter. Ishto arusa. Let's say a person is, uh, his wife is arusa. Okay? Lo onin. She dies. Okay, doesn't say. He does not become an onin. Now, what does onin mean? Onin is until the burial, so he has a status called aninut. Nafkamina. An onin is not allowed to eat. Korbanot, Kadashim, until he goes to the Mikveh. Kamash Malan. Let's say this guy was a Kohen, right? And he was an Arus, he was engaged. And his Arusa died, he could still eat Kadashim. The Onen status does not come on him. Okay, that's the first deen. Normally an Onen, even though he's not Tameh, by the way. Even though an Onen is not Tameh, what does Onen become Tameh? It's just the status of, 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 of waiting until she's buried. But the, the Torah says what? That you cannot eat Kodashim in any new status. In this case, Sobe is not onen. Why? Because she's only in Arusa. Velo uh-huh. metamela. He's not allowed to be metamela. If he's a Kohen, 
He's not allowed to uh, mitame. One of the isurim in the Torah is that a, uh, a Kohen is not to mitame to a non-wife. Mm-hmm. She's not considered his wife. Yet. She's only considered an arusa. Vechen, let's go the opposite. If he died, he lo onenet. She does not become a onen over him. Velo mitame'a lo. Now this law of velo mitame'a lo needs to be understood. What do you mean velo mitame'a? There's no problem, even if she's a bad Kohen, there's no problem, there's no law of Tum'ah by a bat Kohen. The law of Tum'ah was only said by Bnei Aharon, Velo Benot Aharon. So what does it mean over here that she's not mitamentim? She can't be mitamentim. And that's what it means. She doesn't have to be mitameh. Which means, normally if it was a, a, a husband, she has an obligation to go now and uh, take care of the, uh, the, the burial, take care of, take, take, take care of the, 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 the situation. Here the Hidush is, she's not obligated to become mitameh because it's really not considered yet, uh, it's only Arusa. Now, comes the Ibrahita continues, Meta, again, she dies, Eno Yorsha. So the Yerusha doesn't kick in either. Wow. Which means all her assets, whatever she has, uh, which means whatever she got in the dunya, yeah. all that stuff in the Ketubah, okay. and all that, he does not get it. Which is the Baal is only Yoresh at the time of Chupa. Metu, ah, here's the key. Now, if he dies, Right? And when she's still Arusa, Gova Ketubata. She gets her Ketubah, which is the Ketubah already is at the time of the Irusin. Now let's uh, catch up in Nashi for a second. Let's start Nashi, Tanina. Third line. Ani Shone, I'm going to teach you now. She'en the Arusa, Shemeta, Mishpat, Ketubah, Dainu Kebura. She says, I'm going to show you now, you wanted to say, what, either pay the ketubah or pay the uh, kiburah. I'm going to show you now that when a lady's arusah dies, she doesn't get a kiburah, and she doesn't, get, uh, the, she doesn't have kiburah rights. Wow. How? Lo onin, that's when she dies, he does not become an onin, le'esor be'kadashim, to become forbidden to eat kadashim, like we explained. Ve'lo metamela, im kohenu delab she'erohi. It's not his wife. A queen can only be mitameh for his wife. It's not considered his wife. Velo mitameh lo. So look at that she, how careful that she is. Ena hayevet mitameh lo. She's not obligated to mitameh. Va'afapish mitzvah letasek peshisha mitameh mitzvah amoni v'parashat kohanim. Even though it is a mitzvah to be involved in the burial and the tumah of the six close relatives. Tichtiv la'yitameh mitzvah no mitzvah zu ena mehem delav she'enoi. They're not married yet. Aval imrotsai litama. If she wants to become tametem, no problem. Ena muzeret, but tamet. I feel kohenet. The bene Aaron keti velo benot Aaron. That's what it means. Velo mitamah. Ena yorsha. Now, if she dies, he is not yoresh the what? The nidunya, the uh, dowry. That she nidun nidunyat bet abia delo tikun yorsha tabar achtekenes tochupa. Right, the law of inheritance for the husband is only when he actually consummates it in a nisuin, or the girl was given over to his uh, to his agents. But until that point, no yerusha. Well, last line, that's she met who Now let's say he died. Goba ketubata mane matai v'tosefet im katavla. Good, so she picks up her ketubah, whatever it is, 100, 200, tosefet ketubah. Now the Gemara says, Ta'ama demetu. The whole reason of that why you're saying that the arusai gets the ketubah is because he died. So what we make a diuk. Ha metai. 
But what happens if, let's say, she dies in the ketubah, which means that she doesn't have a ketubah. What does it mean doesn't have a ketubah? The husband is not obligated to pay the kivurah in lieu of the ketubah. At this point, we're always learning ketubah equals kivurah. It's either one or the other. That's what okay? the going to. That's what the money is. Either you pay ketubah, you do the kivurah. So what, the, what was the language of the Braita? You only, she only gets ketubah if he dies. If he dies, she gets ketubah. Mashma what? That if she dies, there is no ketubah. And if there's no ketubah, meaning there's no obligation to pay to the kivurah. Because the kivurah and the ketubah is uh, it's, it's either or. Oh, so we have a question now. How come you told the uh, the guy that came to the rabbis, they told us, and he's a pedicant to Bashu's Arusa. Right? Arusa and uh, she died. So he came along and told the guys, either pay the ketuba or, uh, or uh, do the. Um, or give her the uh, kibura. So he's coming along and say, What are you talking about? Arusa doesn't have a uh, kibura. So the Yamara says, Umay ta'ama. Now the Gibraltar is explaining. Why is he obligated to bury his Arusa? What's the logic? Why should he be obligated to bury his Arusa? So the Gibraltar comes along and says, Amar Rabo Shaya, She'en Ani Koreba, Lichshit Nasi Le'aher, Titli Ma Shikatuv Lechi. What's the language in the Ketubah? The language in the Ketubah is when you're going to go uh, get married, let's say, to somebody else. Which means in the event that uh, she becomes an almana, now she can go get married to somebody else. Or in the event that she gets a girushin, she gets a divorce, but she can go get married to somebody else. So in those cases over there, you'll be uh, permissible uh, to marry. Now, in this case over here, which means so long as, let's say, she's still uh, you know, connected to the, to the husband, in these cases over here, so there's not going to be a law of ketubah. Why? Look at Rashi. My tama two lines on the bottom. My tama damnin ki meta behayav when she died. When she died, and that to be at ketubat tikabed that she doesn't have the rights for burial. Bishvil manim matayim shu yoresh because Paraman he was yoresh to ketubana. So you might argue, listen, when she dies, he gets the two hundred. He just saved two hundred uh, zoos. So maybe in the in the in the in lieu of the two hundred zoos that he was yoresh when she died, right. maybe he has to fork over the uh, kibura money. No, look at the bottom line. Nashi, she en ani kore vechena you kodvim b'shtar ketubata. They used to write in the shtar of the ketubah that what that when you are free to get married to somebody else, then I'm obligated to pay your ketubah. Once I'm obligated to pay the ketubah, then you're obligated also to do the kibura. In this case over here, when we free to get married, she died. There's no free to get the, 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 the lashon of the ketubah doesn't, doesn't fit this uh, scenario. B'shtar v'hilka kozeman shelomet. She was divorced and he didn't die. No he, doesn't, he, didn't, he didn't commit anything. Which means the pshar is, it's not considered as yoresh anything. Which is the chiyuf to pay never, never, never kicked in. It's not like he was yoresh to ketubah and therefore you're going to make him pay. And, I'm not yoresh anything. Which means the, the, the normal understanding of the, the, the you, you say if the husband gets a, a, a benefit, so therefore, okay, the benefit that he gets of the ketubah, <laughs> so he has to shalat in the in the Kimura. In this case over here, what happened? She's Arusa. She's Arusa, what happened? She died. There was no uh, time that the husband was ever obligated to pay a, 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 a Ketubah yet when, 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 when the lady dies. 
And therefore, it's not fulfilling the language of the Ketubah, that when you're free to yourself to get married, then already I'm going to pay you. So therefore, since he was really never Yoresh, any type of uh, right to this point, so therefore, with the Beraitah, you don't have to pay the uh, for the Kibura. So why did the rabbis have to pay for the Kibura? Speak that out clearly. In the case of when Arusa dies, the Beraitah clearly said he's not Yoresh anything. So he's not Yoresh anything, so therefore he's not obligated to do a Kibura. Mashiach, in the case of a Nisu'ah, when she dies, he was already Yoresh the Ketubah, meaning the Nidunya. Therefore, for that Yerusha that he gets, he's obligated to make a Kibura. But you see what? That uh, when the rabbis came along and told the guy, he doesn't either pay Ketubah or go bury. What are you talking? It's only in Arusah. Narusara dies, there should not be an obligation of a Ketubah. That's the Kibura's question. So the Kibura gives one more rule on this Arusah uh, law. When Avin came from Same thing. When Arusa dies, there is no obligation to pay the Ketubah. So Abayet tells the rabbis, Zilu Amrude, which means go tell Ravin. Uh, he came from Eretz Yisrael with the halakha. He thought he was teaching them something. He thought he was teaching the rabbis of Babim the Hadush. So Ravin comes. Uh, so Abayet comes. You know what? Go go tell Ravin. He didn't teach us the Hadush over here. Shekila Tivutach Shadia Ahazre. Go take your nice item and throw it to the thorns. Which means we don't need you. Which is the Voshaya already explained to us already that what? That when an Arusa dies, there is no Ketubah because it's not fulfilling the condition of the Ketubah. That's only said by a Nisu'ah because of the benefit that he, uh, he gets. So therefore, when you have the rights to go get married, then already go take. Look at that she. Shekila Tevutech, top line. You think we owe you a favor because you came back with a nice halakha from Eretz Yisrael. The, the thing that you think we owe you by coming and giving this halakha, you don't have it. It's on the thorns. Which means you thought you're teaching us something that we we had, that we, we, we knew this already. And therefore, Arusa Shemeta Bahayeb Ba'alad, is concluding, and Ba'ala Hayab Bikmurata. There is no obligation to pay for the Kimura. Comes the Gemara and continues. Bene Nukbin de Yehavan Lechiminai. One of the Tanais in the Ketubah is the Ketubah of Benan Nukban, which means the guy writes in the Ketubah to his wife that the daughters that I have from you in the event that the husband dies, they are going to be supported by the uh, Tanai Ketubah until they get married. The language of the Mishnah was Atilakun Legubrin, until they are. Uh, married uh, by their uh, by their husbands. So there's a Tanaikitubah that the father supports the daughters until they get married. Comes the Gemara and says, Rav Tani Ad Tilakun the Gubrin. Rav learned in his text of the Mishnah, like we have it, Ad Tilakun the Gubrin. Until you will be married, you will take in uh, by your husbands. Velevi tani ad de tebagran. 
until they become a bogeret, which means once she becomes 12 years old and 6 months, she reaches the stage of bagrut. So now she's on out. So what's, what's the cut-off point until Mizonot? Until she gets married? Or until she becomes a bogeret? So comes the Gemara and says, Lerav... According to Rav, that says what? That it means till they get married. Afalgav de Bagar. Even though she became a Bogeret. Which means, you're saying that it's, the cutoff point is not Bagrut. How could that be? Once she becomes a Bogeret, she's, a, she's an adult. She's, a, she's her own. How could Rav just make the cutoff point marriage and not Bagrut? And Velevi Afalgav de Insiv. And Levi that says that the cutoff point is Bagrut, even though she got married before, mm-hmm. which is the Chaurai. Once she gets married, or once she reads a Bogeret, she should be out of the father's uh, the domain, totally, from his or not. So the Gemara says, you're right. If she became a Bogeret, and not married. Or she got married, she wasn't a Bogeret. There's no Mahalogut between Rav and um, um, Levi. Ki peligi, so where's the argument? Ba'arusa velo bagar. Their argument is in a case where she is an arusa before she became a bogeret. Rashi, ki peligi ba'arusa. Rav amar ad tilakun, which is until she is taken. His lashon is kihad irusin, which means when it says at tilakun, any type of kiha, even kiha of Irusin is considered a kiha, and therefore she loses her mizonot. Ba'afilu lo bagar, even before bagrut. Ulevi od tebagran o yinasu. According to Levi, it's either bagrut or marriage. The yitzum reshut av legamri ki bogeret. Just like a bogeret is totally out of the father's reshut, so to nisuin, she's totally out of the father's reshut. But irusin, no. Therefore, the father starts to give the mizonot from the estate, from the tenai of the ketubah. So we have a mahloket between Rav and Levi, the gaben arusa. What is her status? Vechen tani Levi bematnita. Which means Levi, we have a brighter to support him. It says, Ad de Tibagran, until she becomes a Bogeret, the Yemte Zimnehon de Inseban. And her time will come to get married. Which means, so you see, Inseban's Bashma, Nisuin. That that's the, the, until that time. That the governor says, Tarte? You need both? You need. From the time she becomes a bogeret and gets married? Well, she gets married at 10. No, she doesn't need both. So the Gemara says, Ela o te bagran, o yimtezimnehon le itnasaba. Either or. Either she becomes a bogeret or she reaches the time of Nisuin. That's the opinion of Levi. Comes the Gemara and says, Well, actually, let's read Rashi. Umatezimnehon. Which means when it says when they reach their time, look at the language of the bride, their time will come to get married. Their time will come to get married. So if you remember, we learned that a betula that gets engaged, you have a 12 month period. Which means the husband has 12 months until he consummates the nisuin. Right, if he doesn't, then already he has to start giving her. Mizonot. So therefore the Gemara is saying over here that let's say they got engaged and you had the 12 month period, then already the 
husband died, so then the ready to take to back kicks in, and he would have to pay the uh, the mizonot. So therefore, the point is even it's even before the nisuin per se. But the point is the time that is potentially for them to have nisuin. What is the potential time for them to have nisuin? Twelve months after the irusin. Because already I was hayav to, uh, to consummate it. So of course nisuin, there's no question. Once one for nisuin, for sure she loses the, uh, the, the mizonot. The hadush is that once the 12 months uh, uh, period comes, that's what he considered uh, Nisu'in uh, as well. Huh. And therefore, uh, the father died. The father dies. The father dies. There is no, we're talking about the father now, not the husband. Mm-hmm. The father dies. There is no obligation to pay Mizonot. Until she's married. Correct. Not only until she's married. Until she reaches the time that she's supposed to be married. Meaning she's Arusa, 12 months later... Now already the husband has to consummate. So the, the onus is on the husband now. So even if the father dies at that point, the estate does not have to take care of it. That's what I'm just midayik to al-zimnehon. Till the time to get married. Again, just keep, in, no. keep attention again if I wasn't clear. We're talking about where the father is <laughs> dying over here. Estate. Okay, the father's estate is paying the, uh, paying the girl. That's the tanai ketubah. The father said he'll pay. Good. Comes the Gemara and says, ketanaif. This is actually subject to a mahlokan amongst the Tanaim, which is Rab and Levi's mahlokan is a mahlokan amongst the Tanaim. Ad matai habat mizonet, which means a girl that did not reach, let's say, Bagrut. Mm-hmm. Until when did she get mizonot from the, uh, from the Nikse'aviya, father died, until when she gets the money from the estate. So once she says, ah, chitaris, right, until she becomes an arusa, mishum rabbi al hazar amnu ad shitibagir. Which means, according to that sheet, that even after she becomes an arusa, she's still permissible to have uh, mizonot. So that, that's the machlokah between Rabbi and Nevi. Doesn't arusa get mizonot or not? So the first sheet said, Ashita Aris. Once she arusa, she's out. Second sheet says, No, Ashita Bagir. Meaning, even though she's an arusa, the cutoff point would be Bagu, which is really saying that until she really gets married. So that's the Mahlou between Nav and Nevi, according to the Tanaim. Tani Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef has in a Braita. The Lashon of the Braita was Ad de Yehevian. That was the language. The language of the Braita was she gets uh, the estate, Mizonot, from the father if he died, until she will be there. Normally the word Yehavian means so she will be to a uh, married, until she will get married to a uh, man. So the Gemara wants to know, what do you mean Yehavian? Which stage? Ibayilu. Habayad de Irusir, Habayad de Nisui. Right, which stage? Which stage? Habayad can be used for both uh, stages. The Gemara says, on that Braita, Tiku. On that Braita, you really have no Raya from the Lashon, De Yehavian. Comes the Gemara and continues. Regarding the law of Mizonot by an Arusa, by a girl that became an Arusa. Did you hear uh, the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda? Arusa, Yeshla Mizonot, or Enna Mizonot? Did you hear Rabbi Yehuda's opinion? What is your by an Arusa? Does she have Mizonot from the father? Again, the father died. She became an Arusa. Does the father's estate have to support her or not? So So I didn't hear from Rabbi Yehuda. But if you're asking me, I can tell you just from logic, she should not get Mizunah from the father. Why? Because once already she became an Arusa, the husband does not want his wife to become 
cheapened that you'll have to go around and collect the monies by the uh, by the doors. And therefore, you could assume that what? From the Arusa stage, the husband is going to start to pick up the Mizonot because yeah. he doesn't want this Arusa to become embarrassed to have to start collecting. So therefore, the father's obligation uh, falls off. What's the reason why you, why, why you wanted to support her? Because you need somebody to support this girl. Mm-hmm. Once already she becomes an Arusa, you can figure that the husband is going to take care of it. Even though she's only an Arusa, she doesn't want, he doesn't want his Arusa to be uh, disparaged by having to stick her hand out now to collect uh, by the doorposts. So therefore, the, the father's obligation is uh, is finished. So Abba Les, Rabbi Yosef says, Oh, you're working with Sevara? <laughs> Which is, if you didn't hear a, a conclusive halakha, misivara itla. On the contrary, I'll tell you the logic would be she gets mezonot from the father. Why? Since he did not consummate it yet with Nisu'in, he's not going to throw his money for nothing. Which means he doesn't even know if she's going to end up getting married to him. It's not finished yet. So therefore, the Arus is not going to pay money yet. He's not sure that this is going to finish yet. So therefore, Adrab, if you're going with Sevara, Sevara will say the father has to pick up the tab, uh, the estate until until the Su'in. Because he's not sure. Maybe it's not going to finish. Therefore, he wasted his money on a girl that he never even uh, married. So therefore, if you're going with Sevara, I could argue and say, you don't have to pay. Now the Gemara says the same back and forth, just reverse. Because the Amni, some had the give and take between... Rabbi Hazdan, Rabbi Yosef, just in the reverse. So the Gemara starts again. Amar leh, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Hazdan, Mashma, lo shamir. I didn't hear the halakha from Rabbi Yehuda. Misavara itla. Savara says she gets why. Kevan de lo kim le begava. Because since Arus doesn't know for sure if he's going to end up marrying her, lo shamir zuzeh bichni. He's not going to throw his money for nothing. Amar leh. So Rabbi Hazdan comes back and says the opposite way. Like if you didn't hear it conclusively from Yehuda, misavara letla. Give you a misavara the opposite that she shouldn't get the misor from the father. Why? Lo de kevan de irsa. Once you read it, she became an arusa. Lo nihale betitazil. It's not nihat for the arus to let his arusa go now and have to collect money and beg, and therefore mustama he's going to support it. Therefore the father does not uh, have to. Now the gemara is going to discuss. Five different questions regarding the mizonot of a daughter. Now before the Gemara poses the five questions, the Gemara wants to give us a mnemonic in a way how we can remember not only the five questions, but the rabbis that asked these five queries. So the Gemara says, Siman de Gavre, the Siman of the rabbis, the Gavre, the rabbis that asked the questions, Shak Zaraf. Those uh, five letters, the letter Sheen stands for Rav Sheshat, the letter Kof stands for Rishlakish, the Kof of Rishlakish, the Zayin is Rabi Al-Azhar, the Rish is Rabah, and the Pe is Rabba. So those five letters, you remember the names of the rabbis. Now, the, the way you're going to remember the five questions, the Gemara says the five words. Mi'ana, Yibama, Shinia, Arusa, Banusa. And now we're going to see, obviously the first question is going to be from Rab Sheshat. Right, because that's the Sheen. And the subject is going to be a case of Mi'ana. Now let's review the story of Mi'un. We have a law of Yetoma. She's a Ketana, uh, Yitomani's her father died, and the 
Hakamim instituted a law that the mother or the brother is able to marry off. In the Torah, the only one that can marry off the Kitana is the father. But the Hakamim were concerned that a Yitomah, if she doesn't have a father, she's going to go out and the Hafshalom are going to mistreat her. Therefore, they want to get her married. So the, Torah, the rabbis gave the ability to the mother and the brother to marry. Now, this Kiddushin is called the Kiddushin Drabanan. Meaning that she is able, when she becomes a Gedolah, to make what's called a Mi'un. She's able to make a refusal on such a Kiddushin, which we should get, she can demand a get. And once she does that, so the Kiddushin the Mafreya is considered uh, nullified. So now the Gemara has a question. Ba'au they ask the question from Rav Sheshat, Rav Sheshat. Mima'enet, which means, let's say over here, this girl is being Mima'en. Okay? Yesh la mezonot, or en la mezonot. Which means, now do you say that she was never considered married? And if she's never considered married, that means she never left her father's... Father died. Now, what the law is, once she leaves her father's uh, domain, gone. she's gone. She, she loses the mezonot, like we always learn. According to everybody, once she gets married... For sure she loses Mizunot, that's not a Sheila. Right. So now the Sheila, right. Now the question is, she got married. Now the question is, when she made a Mi'un, so retroactively you were okay to the Kiddushin, the Mafleya, so maybe you consider she never left the father's domain in the first place, therefore she still qualifies for Mizunot. Or do you say no? Bottom line, she left. I now she's retroactively coming back, too late already. Once she leaves, she leaves. So that's the question of Mimma in it. That uh, obviously Mimma in it, so the father's not there. So before she got married, there's no Sheila. She's getting money from the estate. That's everybody agrees. She's a Kitana. Kitana, everybody agrees before she becomes a Bulgaria, she gets money from the estate, no Sheila. Now she got married. Everybody agrees once she gets married, that's it. There's no uh, there's no Mizunot. But the Gabe and Mi'un, since it's working in the Mafleya, you might say that she's coming back to her father's house and therefore the estate picks up the Mizunot. Who do you say? Or do you say no? So comes the Gemara and says, Amar lehu Rav Sheshat. Rav Sheshat comes along and says, Teritua. Actually, this question that you're asking is a uh, brighter. What does it say in the brighter? Almana bebet abia. You have, let's say, an almana, uh, a widower. Bebet abia. Now, how can it be an almana bebet abia? That means she became an almana from Irusin. She got engaged to a fellow. Now, when you engage, when the lady's engaged, she's still connected to her father's house. She didn't enter yet the husband's house. So she's almana bebet abiha. She's an almana from the father's house, meaning from the stage of irusin ugrusha bebet abiha. Or she's divorcee from an arusa, meaning when she's still in her father's house. Shomeret yabam. Okay, what's a shomeret yabam? That's a case where, let's say, uh, a girl, her husband uh, passed away, right? And now she has to await to fulfill the mitzvah of Yibum, Bebet That means she was only engaged. Remember we learned in Maskin Yibamot that the law of Yibum applies even from Irusin. Okay, so she's a Shomeret Yabam, Bebet Yeshla Mezonot. So the Tanakama says what? She gets Mizonot. She's still considered Bebet Abiyah. Therefore the state must pay the Mizonot. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Oda Bebet Abiyah, Yeshla Mizonot. She's still by the father's house, she gets Mizonot. Ena Bebet Abiyah, if she's left the father's house, Ena Mizonot. Now, we don't know the difference between Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda. Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda basically are saying the same thing. That if she's still Bebet Abiyah, she gets Mizonot. So the Gemara asks, Rabbi Yehuda, Ayinu Tanakama. Rabbi Yehuda, Tanakama, you're saying the, the same item. As long as she's considered the Bet Abiyah, she still gets the 
Mezonot. So Gemara says, Ela lav. There is a nafkamina between the two rabbis. You know what the nafkamina is? Nemaenet ika benayu. The case is going to be nafkamina miun. How? The Tanakama savar ita. Tanakama is going to hold that what she has mezonot. Because what? She's going to hold that what? That, um, that, 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 that once already she makes the miun, she's still considered. Bebet Abiha, and therefore, Bezorot is good. Rabbi Yehuda Savar Letla, which is when Rabbi Yehuda came along and said, Oda Bebet Aviyah Yeshna Mezonot, he meant she never left Bet Abiya. But once she left Bet Abiya, even though she came back retroactively, doesn't matter. She left that person. Therefore, what do you see over here? The question that they asked Lav Sheshat, does it mean my edit get Mizunot or He showed him a bright. There's actually a bright. That's Mahlok and Tanakama and Rabbi Yudah. If indeed they mean my edit, it's considered coming back to the father's house to get Mizunot. Now we get to the second question. The second question was asked by Rishlakish. Ba'e Rishlakish. Shakish has a question. Bat Yibama. Okay, what's the case of a uh, Bat Yibama? And as a person uh, was Machnis his uh, Yibama. Right, the guy fulfilled the mitzvah of Yibum. And had a daughter. And now what happened? He died. Yesh la mezonot or en la mezonot. Does she have Mizonot from her father that died or not? Now, well, why shouldn't she have Mizonot? So if you remember, we learned in Masechet uh, Yebamot that let's say a guy fulfills the mitzvah of Yibum. Then he dies. He is not obligated to pay Ketubah to his wife. Normally when a husband dies, the Ketubah has to be paid. But when a guy fulfills the mitzvah of Yibum, who pays the Ketubah? The Ketubah comes from the original husband. So therefore you could argue since the Ketubah is coming from the original husband, the Tanai Ketubah is also coming from the original husband, if there's no obligation on the Yavam to support even his own daughters after, the, uh, after his death. So normally what do we say? Husband has to pay Ketubah to his wife. Not only does he have to pay Ketubah to his wife, he also has to pay what's called the Tanai Ketubah, all the conditions of the Ketubah. But in this case of a Yavam, you could argue and say since there's no obligation on this Yavam to pay Ketubah to this lady. He didn't ask to marry her. The Torah demands the marriage. Are you going to punish him to make him pay a ketubah? So the Gemara says, Kevan de Amar Mor, Ketubata al Nekseh Balarishom. Since we learned the Maschim, the ketubah payment is really on the original husband. Therefore, I come and tell you, Letla, I'll say there's no obligation of Mizonot. Because just like he's not obligated in the ketubah, he's not obligated in the Tanai ketubah. Oh, I'll tell you until my kevan di it le kevan di ilet le berishon takinu la rabbanan mesheni itla. We learned the maschidim about. Let's say the first husband doesn't have any money. So then the deed is what? The second husband has to pay ketubah. So maybe I can argue, since there is a scenario where the second husband has to pay ketubah, in the case where the first husband doesn't have any assets, so therefore maybe he has to pick up the tonight ketubah as well. Tanat the Gemara comes along and says, Tiku, it's a she'elah. So the question they ask the Shtakish, a bat yebama, does she get nikseh mezonot after the demise of her father? That already is left in a teku. Let's read Rashi. Rashi says, Bat Yibama. This was the bottom of the Amut. Bat Yibama. Hakonesit Yibimto. The guy from Fudra Zav Yibum. Vialda lo bat. Then he had a daughter. Yesh tamizrot nahad mitata abna ahim. Menekse aviyah o lo. 
does she have mizonot from the estate of her father? Her father is really the Yavam. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the uncle's uh, brother. Yeah. Right? The, the, the deceased. Since we learned in Yavamot that the Ketubah is not on the Yavam to pay, so tonight Ketubah did not be Yavam Nechsavu. Maybe I'll tell you, Tzrakit was not in also. Maybe the estate has to be paid by the, uh, by the deceased brother. Odilma, Kevanda, Minun Hata. If the first guy, if the, if the deceased does not have money, what's the deen? The reason why we make the second guy pay ketubah when the first guy doesn't have, because we don't want to make it easy for him to, to get the boss. At least keep a, keep a payment. So the Gemara itla na metra ketubah liyot miton nizonet. So that's the Gemara. Yes, so the Gemara leaves it in a question.